Black sheep business, doing business on our own terms, cause we've been around the block. Um, so we talked about boundaries and then disappeared for a while. And I love that for us. I love it too. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> us exercising our boundaries. <laughs> yeah, we had completed the launch and, um, I think this is just like a nice sort of reflection for anyone else who has these kinds of projects. It's not like we have guaranteed that these podcasts happen at any particular clip. And so we do groups of them when it makes sense for our energy. And then we take a beat and no one died, which is incredible. Everyone is alive and well. <laughs> yeah. And then in particular for us, like we really make sure that one of the boundaries, which is what we're talking about today that we have around our business is that we don't do anything outwardly if the energy doesn't support it. And for this podcast, for example, we had actually set up several times to record and ended up deciding purposefully not to because of things that were going on or what was happening energetically. It just didn't feel right. And we don't force the energy of things, which feels right. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And it's, it's a great way too of like why it's so important to have your mission and vision statement for your business <laughs> so that you can check to make sure things do align. Very important. Oh my gosh. And those are the things we talk about all the time in our mastermind, the collective. So today we're talking about boundaries and specifically the boundaries that we set for ourselves and the part of boundaries that we can honor. I feel like a lot of, um, like memeable stuff on the internet talks about like what to do when people cross your boundaries. And it's like a lot of like armoring up kind of energy, which is important, but also so much of what keeps our businesses moving and our lives moving in the direction of our choosing are the boundaries that we set and uphold ourselves. The part where we have the most control. Yes. Yes. And if we don't do that, if we don't have boundaries and we don't enforce them, really on the daily basis, then our day becomes that of someone else's and it's not created, curated, crafted, or run by us. And that's why it is so important to protect our energy and have these boundaries so that we can create the day that we want and live in that space. Absolutely. I currently am on my self-discipline kink. Um, I have discovered that that is my favorite thing. It also is the opposite to me of self-motivated, which is one of those like buzzwords that everyone's supposed to be when they go to job interviews. But like, depending on the season and we're moving into colder months, I do not feel very motivated <laughs> to do much of anything. Um, in the summer, I just want to lay around and be a lizard. In the winter, I want to cozy up. And so like, even knowing how I generally operate, the things that keep things moving forward to me are all of the rules that I place for myself. Um, and so one of those things that we talk about regularly are our working hours. Do you want to talk about how that works for you? Oh, yes. Working hours. It's, it's an interesting one. And because of myself being neuro, neurodivergent, needing different things, my working hours are definitely not like a, this ingrained nine to five at all. They vary. And my working hours vary on days. So I really take very good intention with planning things out and plotting things out so that it works with my energy flow. So Mondays are definitely a day for kind of entering back in post weekend and I don't want to start that off with a whole bunch of heavy stuff. So I really like to take the time and space on Monday to kind of settle back into work, really look at anything that needs to be done on the back end, review things, look at deliverables that are coming for the week, 
really get into that space and not have to be live facing with clients. So that's how I kind of set my Monday up. My hours are different each day. Tuesdays, I have a very early client facing day where I'm live most of the day with clients. I get up super early, get into my energy, and then I cut off early in the day. And that's a, a thing too that I think it's really important to note with entrepreneurs because we can work on these really crazy hours sometimes, but then we want to keep working because it's so ingrained in us. So really honoring the boundaries of time and energetically what feels good. Wednesdays are another client day that's life facing with a little bit of back end. Thursdays are a half day of client facing and the rest is deliverables and working on those things. Fridays and overflow day if needed. But otherwise, if I've got my stuff caught up, then I am totally not working on Friday and I don't work Saturday and I don't work on Sunday. I have similar different, but like it's different every day for different reasons. So I won't go into exactly what my flow is. I'm actually working on tweaking it right now because I love refinement. Um, But what I would love to hear from you about this particular boundary is how do you know when you have crossed it for yourself and what is the outcome of that? Oh, when I cross it for myself, I'm pissed off. (laughs) No, really, though, there's a ton of resentment. Energetically, it's just like low vibe. Energetically, I'm depleted. I'm I get into this space of resentment where I'm resenting working. I'm not doing things because I want to get to and choose to. I'm doing it out of obligation and I am resisting it. And so when I start to feel that resistance happen, that's always an indicator for me to check in and be like, okay, did you cross some boundaries somewhere? What happened? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've been playing with recently is when I get to my like arbitrary, this is when I was going to stop working time. If I'm in a flow, then I'll like treat myself to an additional 20 minutes for tomorrow's errand. (laughs) I'm like, let's see what I can. And I get, oh my gosh, that 20 minutes is like three days for me if I add that. Um, But not more than that, because then I can end up in a place that I don't want to be. Um, So it's fun and interesting to play with. But I was thinking today when I was um, out and about and thinking about us recording this, that I... (sighs) I'm more sensitive now to like changes in my schedule, any, any boundary changes. I'm more aware of how they feel than I was before. And not necessarily that I'm like more sensitive, like I'm hard or whatever, but I can tell the difference between when I've done too much and when I haven't, I can tell when I'm tired. I just have so much more awareness of my physical body and my spiritual body and like how I'm feeling um, after a whole year of working on my nervous system and hypervigilance. Because when we started um, our business together and started this practice, which was so grounded in how we want to feel and what we want the boundaries to be and creating, you know, not just a business, but a life that we like to be in. I was in such a hypervigilant state that it felt like like energetically, like there was like a monster breathing down my neck when I did everything. (laughs) And so that means that tasks feel harder and that things take longer and that it feels more dreadful to get started on. Like everything was harder when my parasympathetic nervous system wouldn't kick in, which is the like rest and restore part when your body just always feels like it's in crisis. And I wanted to name that because That's pretty common for people living in the culture that we do, that if we're not, we say product productivity, but like what we mean is money-making activities, because I feel very productive when I'm like 
you know, sprucing up my house or taking care of my body or whatever. Those things feel productive to me, but we're conditioned to like money-making activities make the world go around. And if we're not doing that, we're not being productive or helpful. And most people have some level of hypervigilance to work through. And so I wanted to name that because if it's hard for you to tell what exactly would be great if the idea of a perfect Monday is really hard to come by, then start with like, what does it look like to have only an eight hour workday? And what are those hours? And just kind of start with like arbitrary ideas. Over time, you'll be able to notice what feels good and what doesn't. You'll get more sensitive to your body's own needs and your the monster breathing down your neck will start to move away so that you can actually feel what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps. I mean, when you do that, you're able to really get to a point of lessening, neutralizing, and then really kind of getting completely away from this false sense of urgency that we create. And we try to navigate everything with. Um, wake up times is a boundary for me, which feels good. Um, and not just wake up times, it changes. Like today, I actually woke up late. I have situationally, I have a sick kid. We were up late last night. And so I looked at my schedule for today and shifted it so that I wouldn't feel like I was doing something wrong. So today's uh-huh. actually going to be a work into the evening day so that I could get plenty of sleep. And because of my meeting schedule today, I still had time for my non-negotiable that my entire morning is my own and that I don't do anything for anyone else until my spirit work is done. My body work is done. Like I need to completely charge myself um, every day. And I have abbreviated versions of that. Um, and I know that like, I can just feel a listener or two feeling bristly about me saying this because it's like common advice and it feels very like, I don't know, like right or wrong. We can shame ourselves about this kind of stuff, but for me, it's, it's imperative. And my whole day feels resentful if I give my energy to other people before I give it to myself. Um, and so I wake up with enough time to have a full hour and a half for myself. I also have a 15 year old kid, not a baby <laughs> that didn't used to be <laughs> the case for me, but now that I have the time and space to do so, I spend a whole hour and a half on my own writing, on my workout, on my spirit work, whatever needs to happen so that I have completely tended to myself and then my work goes smoother. I have more inspiration to do for client work. I have more energy to provide people with. I feel full and that really basic adage about like pouring from a full cup or whatever I'm I'm well uh-huh. yeah it makes such a difference it's it has such an impact on how we operate in the world really for me similar again like my mornings change based on what I'm doing and I have different routines and on some days I do depending on the work I'm doing have a whole morning routine where it's a lot of self-care a lot of spiritual work and on other days not so much it's just a quick more grounding type of work and then I jump in but when I do that that means that later in the day that I have a big block to do those things so it's not that I'm missing a day ever but because of the way my brain operates I of course have to change things up <laughs> or my brain gets bored. And so that comes down to even my routines, different days of the week. And so I think it's really important for people to really lean in and tune into what works well for them and establish those. And we talked too, like you mentioned the times change, like seasonally, I'm mm-hmm. very impacted by the seasons. And mm-hmm. so that does change the way that I operate. It changes the way I get up in the morning, what time I get up, of course, and what I want to do. And so when we can really lean into that and tune into that and have that awareness, we can really create a schedule that serves us better 
that makes us feel good so that we're not depleted and that we're really taking care of ourselves in a way that's going to allow us to show up differently and in our best way for everyone else that we're working with and just our family relationships, all of it. Yeah. I'm super committed to being well and I'm open to that being flexible and shifting and changing with times in my life. It obviously changes when I'm sick. It changes when I have a mm-hmm. sick kid. <laughs> like there's all kinds yeah. of, I'm not an, a completely autonomous person. I have a whole, you know, ecosystem in my home <laughs> that I work with as well. But the commitment to self is that I am well. And so however I can make that happen or however that needs to happen based on the season or circumstances is going to happen first. And that is, that's not um, something I feel motivated to do. Sometimes when I'm in the momentum of it, it feels really good, but it's something that I have an incredible amount of boundaries and discipline around because when the wheels start falling off the bus over here, it's not cute. It's not cute. And I know that I'm right. good at like, faking it for clients and stuff, you know, where most of us are trained and <laughs> LOL faking it. We'll show up and smile. <laughs> Yeah, I know how to do that, but uh, oh my gosh, I just feel like a different person. I connect with people differently when I am taken care of. And it's me who's going to do that, um, at least in the right. ways that I I want to happen on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, what about emotional energy and boundaries? Oh my goodness, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> I think it is it is so important to protect our our mental, emotional and physical energy in a lot of different ways. And again, it it comes back to some of the things that you mentioned and we've been talking about like working hours, things of that nature, but but really being able to create a space where we, one, can say no without needing to justify and explain it. I think that's really a tough one for a lot of people is when they do say no or they set boundaries, they really want to justify it. Mm -hmm. And one, you don't have to, no, it's fine. (laughs) And two, just do it, right? Just say no, do what feels good to you. and kind of on the long, along the lines of that, protecting our emotional energy means that sometimes we are going to have to have hard conversations with people to set those boundaries. And we tend to kind of get really riled up about that and what it looks like and how are they going to react and what are we going to do? And when it comes down to it really at the core, we aren't responsible for how these other people react, but we are responsible for how we deliver it. And so I think when we can really lean into a space that is of kindness and love and is supportive, we can deliver that message differently. And that allows our energy to just be in a higher vibration, which is going to conduct itself in a better way. And we deliver that message. We set up those boundaries and it feels good doing it. And it is supportive. And also they can make a decision on how they want to react to that. It's not ours, but we've done our part. And that is, I think, a really important step in creating boundaries with energy mentally so that you can then step into them. And so when we start looking at the different types of things, like it's definitely honoring your focus time when you're working. And if we go work specific, it is looking at, you know, how can you honor the time that you set up? What's going to distract you? Knowing ahead of time, like, what am I going to get out of this by doing this? And how am I going to navigate things when they come up? Just like you were talking, you have a sick child today. Like things are going to happen. How do we navigate that when it does? I think we also get kind of programmed of this is how it's going to be. Here's the line. And when it doesn't go that way, then everything falls apart and the day is lost. That's not, it's not the case. And we can work around that. We're human. And so I think part of that mental energy protection is knowing that life is going to throw shit at you. <laughs> so we can expect that to happen sometimes. And here's how we're going to navigate that. 
when we can really, in my opinion, create the space of focus time, really limit distractions when we are doing those things. It's going to allow us to really be in our zone and get things done, which makes us productive. It proves to ourselves that we can honor those commitments. We get things done when we say we're going to, and that just changes the energy and it just kind of snowballs in a great way to really be supportive. So looking at the distractions, turning off notifications, um, setting up email check-ins, I used to be, especially where I, where I have been in the last couple of years, where an email came in and it just pulled me out, <laughs> my mm-hmm. energy out of my space. I had to manage that. And then it was really hard to get back into the groove. And again, that urgency we don't need to have. So we can definitely create boundaries around what that looks like. And hey, maybe I check my emails three times a day, morning, afternoon, right before I sign off for the day or whatever is going to work for you. You don't need to do it in between. That protects your mental energy and capacity. And it also helps support other people in learning your boundaries so that they can also hold their own, which I think is important, especially in the space that we're in. We want to be able to do the things that we say we're going to do because we're teaching those things. And I've been in so many situations where people don't. And they're like, oh, here's how it looks on the outside, (laughs) but on the inside, you're going to be doing all the things. And that's, that's not going to serve anybody resentment. But I think really, you know, looking at and examining what are the things that are going to support your mental state while you're in a work mode is really helpful. What are your distractions? What are supportive? When things come up, how are you going to navigate those? And what does that look like? Um, Also too, I think really being able to identify what you're going to do when you have either a client or a contractor you're working with, or somebody comes in and disrupts your energy. Maybe they're mad. There's an outburst of some kind. They're having a really bad day. So they say something to you or act a certain way that could really throw you off of what you're doing. Having those boundaries, again, around that protection space is really important. Knowing that, again, this may happen. How do I navigate these things so that it doesn't throw me off for the day? What are those setbacks going to look like? How can I prevent myself from kind of feeding into that? And being supportive in a loving way, but also putting a container around it and having that boundary. I think those are really important. Drama, of course, can come up. How do we navigate that? I think another thing that you could probably speak a lot on that is a huge issue with emotional energy is the visibility component on social. Mm -hmm. Getting Mm -hmm. out there, what do you do when somebody says something super shitty? Is that going to completely derail you and ruin your day? maybe the week. I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but these are things to know so that maybe you set those boundaries up where you're not checking all the things 25 times a day. Not checking is good. And then also having some like rules, boundaries, and practices in place for yourself, because these are things that we can anticipate will happen. We can anticipate that if you have a business partner, that's an Aries moon. Sorry, Patty. that you might hear about some shit that came up. <laughs> so we do have good practices around that, which we can talk about in a minute. Um, or, you know, somebody saying something stupid on social media. I recently had my, I have a tiny account called Nourished Bitches where I just am like weightlifting and stuff. And it brings me a lot of joy. And I recently had a post go viral and a lot of men were uh-huh. in the gross men, man stuff. And it really 
really impacted me because I haven't had that happen in a long time. And of course, you know, not of course, but not shockingly, that's triggering for me. And so I really had to ground into my practices around that. And I talked to people I could about that and like released it, but also um, I have some boundaries for how much time I'm going to give to that. You know, like I ended up spending a long time in therapy on that. I like put a pin in it, which is not like you don't need to um, block your feelings or not feel your feelings, but I knew that I could address this in therapy and also that there were other things that needed to happen in my day. So I have like many energetic practices for things that trigger me Uh and then places to go and process the things that need more time, but I'm not going to spend the bulk of my day looking at comments on the internet from people. And all of those people just got blocked and banned because that's what we do. That's a boundary and it's a rule. And having rules like that around stuff is so helpful to me because when stuff comes up and it's energetically jarring, you don't have to think about what's right or wrong. What's the perfect action you just do because you have a freaking rule about it. Right, right. And when you name those things for not only for yourself, right, but for others, it's helpful because I like to know what those rules are (laughs) engaging with you on any level. And it's the same, like, we want to know how we're going to react to things and what that looks like. And it's supportive. So I think naming them and having those containers are really important in those boundaries. Yeah. What do you think are your like top three rules if someone else was taking over the management of your work day? I don't know how that would work, but they're like, oh, they're, they're supervising you now. What are the top three rules for the care of Patty in a work day? Um, it would be one to have it very planned. I do like to have things planned and scheduled. I know that's not for everyone, but mm-hmm. I operate best in that space. So knowing exactly what my schedule is, is important. Two is knowing exactly throughout that workday where I'm going to have breaks to reground myself and do the things I need to do. That is key for me. Those need to be very well known, noted on the calendar and protected. Like I'm off limits completely (laughs) between those times. And I think the third would probably be, there's a couple, but if I have to go with three, I think it would be really, it'd be clear communication on, you know, what are, what are the expectations with different things? And in regards to expectations of what's like the time frame for things, if I, and when am I expected to be available? When do I expect you to be available? And what does that look like? Even mm-hmm. in regards to like, an example would be like email communication. Like what's my expectation around that? Here's what works for me. Boxer, we do boxer messaging for clients. Like that is a very defined boundary. We are available these times, these days of week. And other than that, we're not available. You can use it, but notifications are off. And so I think that would be, that would be my three. What about you? Mine are pretty close. One is a reasonable workload, which I loosely determine for the week and then tweak by the day based on what gets done, but like not asking too much of myself. And that also includes a lot of energetic balance. So like On the days that we teach classes, I don't plan to do a lot of writing because that will be my emotional output for the day. Um, No urgent communications ever. I have different relationships with different clients, different like compound relationships, friends that are clients. So some people have my number, some people don't, whatever. But everyone knows that 
I need this right now, or I need this by tomorrow, or even I need you to look at this email today is not on the table, unless there's something specific happening, we're in a launch or whatever, and then we can negotiate those new boundaries for a short period of time. But generally speaking, notifications don't freak me out anymore because there's zero people that think that they can get me right now. Uh, well, that's not true. My partner and my daughter, that's it. Um, and then my nourishment has to be hella planned. So how am I moving? What are my breaks like? And what am I eating during the day? All of that is planned out, which sounds boring, but it is top notch for me. Like just knowing I get to go get my little snack plate around noon is such an incentive to get there. Like everything is, is planned out. Like it's like preschool and I have my centers and I have my snacks and everything's great. I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's so important. I love these. Yeah, they are very simple. Yeah. So I think just kind of the, the general message today is that there are a lot of ways that you can create rules and boundaries that should be, I'm going to shit on people, um, flexible and uh -huh. like up for negotiation of like, this feels like a different season or this feels like a different circumstance or whatever, like that can continue to evolve, but are in alignment with your goals, with your mission, vision, values, and with the overall care of your person. And that yeah. if the work that you're doing, especially for yourself, doesn't feel good, you might check in with your boss that's you and see if you can start renegotiating some of these boundaries so that you can feel some relief from that. Yes. Yes, exactly. Love it. So go get out there mm -hmm. and examine your boundaries. Yeah. What are they? Make them better. Black sheep business, doing business on our own terms, because we've been around the block.